Welcome to the Hard Rock Show. I'm Andrew. I'm Tim. And it's just us two this week. Uh, people are getting very busy, it seems. I think Brendan's getting busier and busier with his pool stuff as the weather seems to get a bit uh, better for everyone. And Yeah, getting into uh, the, the busy time of year, unfortunately, mm-hmm. closer to Christmas. Yes, that's true for him. And, and Dave has his kids going back to school, so he's off taking care of things like that. And so, yeah, I think that... And Mick's doing yeah. a warehouse move and everyone else is busy as well. So it's just us two tonight. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully everyone can put up with us two for a little bit. <laughs> we'll see how we go. I think the same thing happened last year. It happens all the <laughs> time. time. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a full special episode that was just you and I as well, wasn't it? A two-hour one. Yeah. Together, yeah. So it is around this time. Yeah, maybe we'll have to start marking on the calendar that we know that October is just going to be a shit fight for everyone. <laughs> Which is funny because it's always Halloween, and that's Dave's favorite time of the year as well. So we'll um we'll see how that persists as things move on. Um, but for those watching or listening, uh, details are in the description of this. I'm going to stop saying it's on the screen for this one because that's pretty much only pertinent for television. Um, so make sure you get the description of this episode whether you're watching or listening to it, um, so that you can get all the details to follow us with all our different online channels subscribe follow give us comments feedback all that sort of stuff you know what to do uh and if you could also please check out our patreon page that'd be very very helpful to us uh anything from two dollars a month and up it gives you access to things like early access zoom one-to-one sessions we'll do a review for you or giveaways all sorts of stuff in there so have a, have a quick look at that and while we're on this sort of topic, a very special thank you to our wonderful sponsors in Squidding, Screen Printing, Alt Cult, and Rockstar Finance. Thank you so much for your support. Make sure you please look them up, hit the links in the description, um, and just follow them on social media just to show them a little bit of love. It doesn't cost you anything at all. Just show them some love for the support they give us here. Uh, also, while I'm going through the whole preamble, don't forget that we are still on television for the next little bit, I think until June 2021, as things stand today. Uh, so Saturday nights, 10.30 p.m. on Channel 31, Melbourne and Geelong. Uh, that's where you'll see us. And then on Thursday nights in Adelaide on Channel 44 at 10.30 p.m., you'll see us there. The, uh, tonight, we're going to go through the latest from Wartooth. We're going to go back in time to cover a bit of Masterplan and Unisotic, and then we're going to come back to do the latest from Blue Oyster Cult as our main event for the evening. And that's what we're doing today. I have a hot topic in a second. Before that, how are you going, Tim? How has this week been for you? Yeah, it's actually been all right. You know, um, slowly, because uh, I've been working the whole way through. So, yeah. you know, it's been nice to you know have more people start work and sort of sort of have interaction with other people rather than the same three people every week. So <laughs> it's, it's been it's been it's actually been quite good. Okay, trying to see people and seeing old regulars that I haven't seen in months. So yeah, that's been nice. Yourself? Yeah, good. Um, I think we're still on the opposite side of the spectrum here. I've been quieter. Um, so I've been sitting here doing a lot of the editing and, and chopping and stuff. So it's only literally me, Jody and Zach and the dogs and the only other people I see, uh, you guys via zoom or whenever I go to the supermarket, but there's no actual personable interaction. When you go to the supermarket, it's all just, you know, idle small talk. So whatever. Um, but all in all, it's been all right. I think this week in particular has been a bit harder. I'll, I'll get to it. I've been a bit later on too, but there's been some negative shit going on just in the, on the uh, political and media front, which has just pissed me off. But gets under your skin when there's nothing else you can sort of really do <laughs> apart from sit at home and watch it all play out. But no, I just, whenever I feel like that, I just get focused on what I'm doing here and, and do more of this stuff. And there's a whole lot of stuff to go online. So that's how it's keep me busy. Keep me out of trouble, which is all good. 
next week or next time we chat, I'm sure it'll be a different mood again because it always goes up and down at the moment. That's just how it works. <laughs> um, it's just funny hearing you, the uh, the one that was built for isolation, enjoying meeting new, be- meeting old faces again. So, <laughs> that's um, this is the thing. I mean, like I'm naturally just a more introverted person, mm. you know, and it's going to be easier for me. I know it's easier for me than it is for other people. Mm. Uh, people who sort of get their energy from conversing with others yeah now well um jody's very shortly as we do this one so we're hoping to see the girls very soon so that's the goal yep yes that that's the hard part for us everything else is actually pretty good yeah and i mean look unfortunately like because a lot of my close friends don't really live close to me these days anyway. We've yeah. all sort of moved on done our own separate things. So lucky we've been lucky enough to sort of stay in contact the whole time. So, mm. you know, I've already got that network there and, you know, the hard thing is I'm missing GYG. I haven't had a burrito in months. So. <laughs> you were saying that in the chat earlier today. Yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not missing junk food considering I was doing a lot of Uber Eats driving. I'm not I'm not missing that at the moment. I'm I'm enjoying yeah. being home and cooking more, which is I just generally enjoy it. Which you know the kids and and the wife love, so that's always a bonus. yeah. That's, that's the main thing. <laughs> uh, no, everything's good. We'll uh, see how it goes. I think we're getting together on Sunday again, so we'll see how we're all feeling in a few days as we do this one yeah. today. But so far, so good. Uh, good to hear you're doing well over there. So now we'll get onto a hot topic, which is a different one. Um, week we haven't we haven't really done this one before because I got an email. I believe I got it through Marrick Media. Um, which is to do with coloring books from rock and metal bands. And so the, the idea the whole thing about it is that uh, I think it's on pre-order at the moment. Uh, there are official, uh, official coloring books coming from uh, Motorhead and from Judas Priest. Now they're both very, very cool um, bands with some great artwork to, to color in on. So if that's your thing, then look it up. But we figured we'd sit here and rattle off a handful of our own. I did say about five, but I've got more than that. I don't know how many you've got, but <laughs> what bands? I've got, five like? written, I've got five written down. We've got the six that I thought off the top of my head. Yeah, cool. All right. So what, what bands would you like to see release their own range of official coloring books? What do you think? The, first of all, I think this is a fantastic idea. It's a great idea, isn't it? <laughs> um, this is great. Perfect. Um, but to split them up into categories, uh, the, the the obvious one for me and like the more is Mastodon. Yeah, yeah. Because again, they've got the, the if you look through all the booklets and all the they're the ones that have the the full you know you know A two posters of album yeah. covers and the full artworks and you know uh, that's uh, for all of them man. That that would be a real treat to go through. And the other mm. one is Baroness. Yeah, they're both very cool. Again, same thing with you know big psychedelic artwork, and you can have a lot of fun with that. Yep. For more, uh, we're all metalheads, so for more horror themed stuff, I knew you'd, you'd enjoy this side of it. Uh, the first one I've had, Iron Maiden. Yeah, cool. Because we'd all love to draw Eddie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the obvious one, the obvious violet cover, Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering how um, long it'd take for them to get a mention in this. <laughs> Uh, things like you know, Butcher and Birth would just be hilariously fun to go through knowing that yeah. it's a coloring book. Mm-hmm. And the other one I've got again, great visuals all around, Pink Floyd. Yes, completely agree with that. Wonderful. The other one off the top of my head, uh, was uh, uh, Tool. Yep, 
Again, great visuals. But the thing is with Tor is I'm sure like an Alex Gray coloring book probably exists somewhere. Probably, yeah. And Alex Gray does a lot of their artwork. So, yep. um, yeah, they're mine. Cool. All right, we've actually crossed over a bit more than I expected. Um, so that, that's that's cool. But we've got some different ones in there too. Like I, I once I started digging through it, I've gone actually I could keep going for ages. So I ended up stopping myself. But um, like you, I also had Iron, Iron Maiden. There's just no denying that that would be fantastic. All of their artwork is fantastic. Um, the yeah. the the ability to color in official prints from them would be fa- would be fun. It, it'd be a good way. And the to- thing is, because they all. All their albums have their different sort of themes, like Brave New World and, yeah. and all that stuff. You know? So that'd be cool to to go through. Yeah, like imagine doing Summer in Time and all that sort of stuff as well. Be, there's so much there to have fun with. Um, yeah. Another one that came to mind was a local band in Tohider. Um, oh yeah. Because you've got Mike who does the music, but the other half of the project is actually Salty who does all the artwork. And so I reckon if they haven't already, they've got a Patreon page. So if you're watching this, Mike and Salty, then maybe you should think about you know doing prints of your artwork for people to do coloring in on i reckon that's a you've got the artist already there may as well engage in it and and the artwork is good and fun as well so it's a different thing but i think it'd be really cool because they do like like it's like a 50 50 project of music and, and visual art so i reckon yeah go for it knock that down um a, a bit of a fun one for me personally is five finger death punch wouldn't apply to necessarily all of their artwork but some of their artwork would be very very cool for this sort of concept and then yep. I went off the deep end on a rabbit hole. So like you, I had Pink Floyd. Imagine coloring in the cover to Pulse. That would yeah. be fine. That'd kill a few hours comfortably. Um, at the same time, the Beatles, if you want to get rid yes, of that, actually. the Beatles had some fantastic artwork in this regard. And I'm surprised. They Especially haven't. like the whole like magical mystery tour and all that sort of psychedelic era. Yeah. Sergeant Peppers, all of it. Like just even get yeah. prints of the yellow submarine and all that sort of, like they've got all that stuff there ready to go. How it hasn't happened yet, I don't know. <laughs> but that'll be cool. Um, I also had Dio. I think Dio's artwork. Dio would be great. Would be good for it. It's that Holy Diver cover. Yes, exactly. Uh, all of it. Like a lot of the stuff would be. I think the only one that doesn't really fit would maybe be. But you can even go through his Rainbow collection and that as well. Way yeah. There's a lot there. Um, Alice Cooper. There'd be some cover art in Alice yeah. collection. That'd be very, very cool. And then one that I thought was a bit different, but also would be a lot of fun too, would be Def Leppard. I think all of their artwork would yeah. cross over really nicely into that category. So I ended up with more than a few more than five. Once I said, like, that just had to stop myself because I just kept finding more and more that I went, actually, that would be fun. And that would be fun. You go through your collection, like, yep. Okay, but it's just a side project, you know. Mm. Um, has anyone ever done puzzles? Some have. There are some out there, but there'd be, these would be, Probably cool ones as well. Yeah, because because obviously they cross over. But I was yeah. just thinking, you know, side pepper puzzle surely exists, and I'm sure that would be a lot of fun. Has to. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be some Pink Floyd ones out there as well. Surely by now. Yeah. Again, even yeah. sitting there with it like a tabletop of the Pulse cover would be. Yeah. One of my favorite pieces of artwork is that particular cover, but yeah, Iron Maiden would be fun. Like you sit there and just knock them up. Imagine how much fun it'd be, right, to do this coloring in just for just for your own. Everyone's looking for social media stuff to put up these days. Imagine coloring and or putting the puzzle together and using that as your social media feed for however long you want to. Yeah, it's, there's there's heaps of stuff. Sorry, it's an hour to kill. Mm. And I reckon it's a great idea. You're better off using it to draw something and be a little bit creative. And yeah, and it's therapeutic as well. That's like, it. 
especially at the moment with everyone going through a pile of shit. So I reckon that's it's a good idea and it's had the right time and I hope it inspires a lot more to go and do it. Actually, I, I would love to get my hands on some of this stuff. So if anyone involved in this is watching, they want to send us one to, to do a giveaway on, then by all means, send it in. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> uh, let's have some more fun. Let's get on to some reviews. Um, our first review for tonight, we've got a few to get through, is, is War Tooth with Programmed Dichotomy. Uh, nine tracks for 49 minutes, the debut album from the Australian band, uh, released April 2020 independently, produced by Chris the Melk at Monolith Studios, uh, with the drums being recorded uh, by Nathan Woodrow at Tall Poppy Syndrome. So I think this is a cross between sort of doing things in Melbourne and Queensland, if I'm correct. Uh, all masked yeah, by Thomas... Sorry? I was going to say, I think Brisbane. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. Um, mastered by Thomas Plekia Johansson at Panic Room Studios. This album also features backing vocals from local legends, Sean Ferrugia, Andrew Frosty Morris, and Dylan Gatt, as well as Samarco got on there as well. So we'll get into it. What did you think of this one? I think this was very good, but not great. Okay. Yeah, so live, I actually think this would be fantastic. Cool. I think um, if War Tooth were to play at the Tote tomorrow, I'd, I'd go down, I'd get very drunk, and I'd have a wonderful night. <laughs> um, listening to this album, though, I thought one of the things that kind of – there was there's something to do with the songwriting and with how things are put together. There was a lot of, you know – so with a normal song structure, you've generally got, you know, part A, part B, part C, and you go A, B, A, C, or whatever it is. Yep. With this one, it was kind of like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and continuing on. Mm-hmm. There seemed to be a lot of, you know, okay, here's this riff we like, 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 and putting it all together, yep. which is fine. Um, but when you're playing um, it's a very high-octane thrash metal style, mm. And look, for me, the old trick of, you know, yeah, there's a great thrash metal trick of playing the same riff and then double-timing it mm. or half-timing it. I think one of the reasons why that works is because as a listener, it allows you to breathe a little bit because, again, it's a very high-octane style mm. and there's not much room for that breathing. And I think once, as a listener for me, when it's going from but, 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 all the way through for me, this made this a very long and tiring listen. Okay. Um, yeah, I just struggled to sort of pay attention to it from start to finish. Okay. Because um, there was a lot going on, mm. sort of following following it along from start to finish without without that breath and without yeah. that moment to just get stuck into the groove, I think hurt it for me. So, again, I think all the songs individually here are great. So, again, I think if I saw it live, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give two shits about it. Yeah. Sitting down and listening to it as an album, start to finish, it can just felt long. Okay. Um, yeah, Benevolent Destroyer is my highlight, and 7.5 and out of 10. Okay, cool. Well, I've been sitting on this album myself for a while. I think I first started listening to this one not long after it came out, actually. Um, before COVID really fucked everything over, I was thinking we're going to schedule it in for a review soon rather than later. And we're playing catch up now toward the tail end of the year. But for me, I think Wartooth is up there. Like you would things like Harlot and, and all that sort of stuff. And I think it fits right alongside with bands like that. I think the Australian metal scene is 
one of the best in the world, regardless of like it just as yeah. an observation. I think our metal scene here is fantastic, and I hope that it just can, continues to kick goals because we've got some fucking great bands. And the sooner we get out of this shit, the sooner they can get overseas and just fucking kick everyone's ass, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think for a thrash band, this has pretty much everything you want. It's got the blistering riffs and drums, uh, some solid use of groove and tempo for mine. Those those harsh pitch sort of vocals are perfect for the style on this. But I think that alongside all that is another fantastic mix from Chris at Monolith. I don't think he's putting a foot wrong on that one. Um, it's punchy but clean. It's got great dynamics. Some nice panning on this one, which I thought was cool for this style of music. Uh, you can hear everything. It's a very solid mix overall, but it's very, very clear. Oh, look. So this is a very slick, polished, professional. Yeah. So this is really well done. Yeah. Um, I liked how things opened up for the higher pitched screams. Like those whales are really, really well done and they, and they add something else to listen here. So it's all, you know, almost like Frosty from Espionage, that kind of high pitched whale kind of thing going into the air raid, air raid siren effect going on. Um, but I liked the attention and detail given to the space in that area and also in the bottom end on this record too. I thought it was all very well balanced. I like the lyrics on this one too. Uh, if you go through the band's social media page pages, I should say they're not shy in voicing their opinions. I've got a few things out on YouTube and Facebook and stuff. So if you, you know, it's all very intelligent, well crafted. There's a bit of a bite to it, which is very, very cool. Um, and I, I enjoyed the composition. I thought um, the, I liked the mid song changes. I think, you know, for me, it didn't get boring. I thought there was some fantastic lead work. I thought, it worked best when they settled into a punchy kind of a groove. I'd like to hear more of that than, than. Hey, hey, look, that, that's, and I mean, like my, my criticism is only personal preference. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that's not to take away from me. It's a very well put together album. And, mm. you know, if you're into this kind of stuff, definitely check it out. Yeah. Oh, I don't even think your criticism was that harsh. It's just that I, I really enjoyed it. Well, that should tell you something. I feel really bad about it. Yeah, I know. So, but that's actually a pretty good score overall too. Like it's actually, a, I really enjoyed this. I think you'll be headbanging to this in no time. I think everyone gets a little time to shine. Every element gets a little a little moment on this. And the tempo changes along with that sort of stuff make the album flow nicely. And I was able to spin this on repeat with no trouble at all. I thought the energy was great. I want to see this live. So if we get a chance when all this is all said and done, I'll be right there beside you going down to the total wherever they're going to play and, and fucking having a grand old time. Um, definitely, not a, definitely not a one-trick pony album either. Um, it's very, it's not stale. It's got that diversity, which is cool. The only thing that I thought was a bit of an outlier on this was the cover of uh, Skid Row Slave to the Grind. Um, but when I saw that, I was yeah. actually one, part of me was actually wondering, it was like, is it just a song of the same name or are they actually covered it? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it looked a little out of place. But. Yeah. No, I thought they did that pretty well. I don't think it's a highlight track of the album. I don't think it's a highlight track, but I think it's uh, it's a bit of a ballsy risk to take. And I thought they did it really well. They didn't change too much, but the the biggest change for me was in the syncopation and the drumming in particular. I thought that was... All things considered, they did very well. Yeah, I really enjoyed what they do with that one. I thought it was fun. Uh, basic, sorry? It's a bit cheeky. It was. It was. It's actually a good way to describe it. Actually, cheeky toward the end of the album is a very way to put it. Uh, basically, if you like thrash, you need to hear this album. I reckon it's fantastic. It's another band that you know you should add to your list of uh, Australian bands that are uh, coming out and kicking ass and taking names. And that's about all there is to it. I think it's really well done. Nine out of ten for me. I fucking enjoyed it. Uh, Wired to Die, Sabotage, and Kingdom of Fear were my standouts. Now we're going to move 
we're going to go back in time for the next couple of reviews. Uh, so next up is Master Plan with their self-titled album. Uh, 11 tracks for 52 minutes. The debut album from the German band released January 2003 via AFM Records, produced by Annie Sneap and Master Plan at Crazy Cat Studio. Uh, this album was released to critical acclaim and has a guest spot from Michael Kiske on it uh, on the track Heroes. And we're doing this as part of our spinoff because the theme for this month is the Halloween stuff toward the end of the month. Uh, so this is a spin-off of the Halloween content we're doing here. So where did you land this? I'm curious about the next two albums for you. So where'd you go with this one? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> stylistically, there's two things I'm going to get off my chest. Mm-hmm. First of all. Mm-hmm. It still blows my mind that um, there are metalheads out there that are going, so what should we do for the outro? <laughs> you know, we do guitar solos? No, no, no. Breakdown, no, no, no. Get the string quartet. <laughs> get, get the choir. And, 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 and the thing that the thing that gets me is like, you just know that what happened was they went as eighteen year olds. They went backpacking to Salzburg and thought it'd be fun to go watch the magic flute. <laughs> and and. Uh, as a result, they now think they understand classical music. Uh, here we go. Yep. Uh, but but that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other thing is too, look, I, the lyrics of this are atrocious. So uh-huh. Here we go. The lyrics of, the lyrics of this sound like, uh, I, uh, you know, they sound like my poetry when I was 14. <laughs> 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 okay cool there's, some, there's something there's something on you i couldn't i actually couldn't find the lyrics just i was looking for it before but it's about you know all the light on the earth that mm. you know another part you're talking about yep. and listen, yeah and i'm like oh what, what what are you doing don't do that <laughs> having said that you know once you strip all that back and i mean yeah. this is just personal gripes that i've got yeah. it's actually a really well crafted you know um I don't think this is the best thing from this style, but it is very good because, I mean, at its core, it does have that basic, you know, sort of melodic hard rock thing going on. You know, if you're into, you know, a lot of the bands that they brought out from Melodic Rock Fest or bands like Alter Bridge mm. and all that, you'll be into this. Yep. But having said that, I mean, as much as I'm going to make fun of the composition around it, um, and, you know, when you grow up, you know, listening to thrash and death metal and all that, I'm going to make fun of that. But Exactly. That's why. Uh, as, as, as a as a as a as a fan of music, it is really interesting to listen to the, the contrast. Well, they do do it pretty well. But I think the highlight for me on this is absolutely the vocals. Yeah. Um, I think the build and the sense of melody, and I mean, like, I think Enlighten Me is my highlight. But again, just the building to that chorus is just absolutely perfect. Really well done. It's a good and, song, that one. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. Mm. Um, and you know, look, like, yeah, I can see why people like this. Let's see, see why it was critically acclaimed. Because, yeah, you know, it's like for me, you know, who's completely foreign to this stuff, yeah. um, coming into this, you know, um, even I can t- turn around and you know look back and have a bit of appreciation for what they're doing. So yeah, enlighten me is my eye because that's a cracking rock song. Yep. And yeah, eight and a half out of ten. Okay. Cool. That's actually a higher score than I thought you give it. I thought I, as soon as I knew it was like once I settled in, I go, okay, it's just you and I tonight. This album and the next one, Unisonic, are going to be really interesting because we both come from very different backgrounds. So it's going to be really interesting. To see I, I, will, 
this this is where we need like Dave and Nick and Nick and yeah. all that. To give us a bit of balance on things. <laughs> yeah, a, a bit more of a middle ground on things. Um, I've reviewed one release from this band in the past. Um, I think it was the last album, actually, the last year. I haven't got many. Um, so this is, you know, that, that melodic metal from Europe that is, you know, nothing new. I mean, this is going back a few years as well. So, you know, it is what it is. This has all the things you want from that style. Uh, it's got all your sort of the melody, the riffs, the flashy leads, the the synth just in there, just enough to sort of things uh, flesh out. The mix I thought was odd. Uh, overall, it suits the style. It works well, but it has moments where it, it feels thin and others where it's too punchy. It's like they were shifting the, the goalposts in the middle of things. So you got the, okay. So yeah. I was listening to, I listened to this uh, through Spotify on my Xbox. Oh, wow. So okay. I figured it was a weird, I figured I, it was a weird equalization thing on the TV. No, I sat down with so my, did that happen to you as well? A full blown. I sat through my, um, my good Sennheisers and, and, Okay. Okay. It came through on that. It was very bizarre. Okay. Like once that because it's only like the first third of the album, then it stops. Yeah, because it feels like you know some parts are they're pushing forward and then they're pulling back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I I just I didn't know what they were doing. Um, once it all settles in, once you get past the first sort of handful of tracks, it it settles. It's like they they just didn't know. It's almost like you're finding your feet while listening to the album, and then yeah. you get into the, the groove of the thing and, and you're taken by the current of it. And then it sounds really good. But before then, it's a bit weird. I just found that odd. Um, and considering that the caliber of people involved in this, I was surprised. Like Andy Sneap, you know, generally got a good reputation. So it's a bit of a weird one. Not, not that anything was bad, but it does make it harder to settle in and get used to it because you, you're trying to listen to it on, its, on as it is. And when things just shift in a, in a pretty noticeable way, it's like, hang on, this is off-putting to me anyway other people maybe not so much but me being a production fuck with well then yeah that's what's going to happen so um it was all sounded really good it was just that that first little part of it um all in all it's a bit of a punchier mix than a lot of the uh genre tends to be which actually works pretty well for this um it's pretty balanced again once it settles in uh, the tones from the guitar and the drums through the piano and the synth and the vocals all really sit nicely once they find that pocket I also liked once I settled down, there was a bit of darkness in the overall tone of this record. And that was a nice touch on to the sonics of this too. I thought the lyrics were perfect for the style. Now this is going to be perfectly due to, due to your taste and, and what you think of the style of music in general, uh, going from, you know, cannibal corpse as one of your preferred listens to, to this is not going <laughs> to kind of please you. To be, to be fair, they're both equally ridiculous. Oh yeah, that's true. No. <laughs> 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 um, but but cannibal corpse have at least a, a shtick to hide behind not quite so much the case for this uh but i thought for this genre they're very well done um i thought there was nice storytelling some hooks in there i get the tackiness of it i get why people will find the tackiness in it and how it can be that 14th you know 14 year old year seven year eight kind of poetry writing kind of thing but it is pretty typical for this style of style of music and i thought they did it pretty well uh, I thought the rhythm and tempo change, change were good on this. They kept it interesting alongside with the melodies. The melodies are really good on this. Uh, it's got a fair bit of pace on this overall too, a bit more pacey than I was expecting it to be. Uh, I think everything was really well composed. So once, like, like I said, it's really a case if you get past the first few tracks on this and it really settles into a groove and it, and it goes really nicely after that. Having said that, one of the tracks that you mentioned, Enlighten Me, is like the second track on the album. So 
it shows that the composition is really good, even when other things are fluctuating on it for mine. Um, I think the composition, like I was saying, was good. Also, the track order was well thought out too. There's some really beautiful stuff on this. It's one of those records where if it doesn't grab you on the first pass, you should persist with it a little bit. There's some stuff in it that's really good just to, to check out and, and take in. Nothing terribly groundbreaking, um, but where I found this album still in particular was actually the solo track. So I thought when they really slowed it down and opened it up, that was a really good trick. They they did that really well on this. I thought, you know, the pace is perfectly. yeah. They did that really nicely. The pacier stuff was good. But when they, they those slower moments really did open up this album a lot, um, and they also seem to use overall a bit of variety to the tones and the style, which kept the album fresh. The album didn't drag, which is a lot for a longer listen in this style of music. These albums can drag if they're not done very well, and this one didn't drag, so it was really well done in that regard too. I think all in all, this is a solid album. If you're a fan of the genre, you're going to really enjoy this one. Um, there's plenty to like about it. I gave it an eight out of ten. So for all that, you actually gave it a higher score than me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I picked Solburn, Step Into the Light, and Bleeding Eyes as my standouts on this record. Huh. Now on to the, uh, the second part of the fun ones for you with Unisonic and their self-titled album. Um, again, this crosses over into the Halloween sort of spinoff or the orbit of the band. Uh, 11 tracks for 50 minutes, the debut album from this super group, uh, released March and May in 2012 by Ear Music. Produced by the band members, uh, Dennis Ward and Kai Hansen at a few different studios across Belgium and Germany. Um, this album is the first since Keeper of the Seven Keys Part 2 in 1988 to have both Kai Hansen and Michael Kiske performing on all the songs. So a bit of history there from 1988 to 2012 where this one landed in the scheme of things. Over to you. Yeah, so I knew we were doing the, uh, the Halloween mm throwback thing so i was expecting this to be more like master plan uh-huh. yeah and, and this actually kind of surprised me because mm-hmm. um, you know it's very uh the guitar tone a lot of the guitar work is very uh judas priest-esque yeah in a lot of a lot of those and i actually really enjoyed it um mm. uh the first you know the first half of the album the way i described it anyway in my mind was like you know it's kind of like uh Painkiller meets Kill Em All. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then sort of later on, once they slow down a little bit and settle down, you know, you get less Kill Em All, but more British steel. Yeah, that's actually, and yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, and, and for me, um, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I, <laughs> again, I was, again, <laughs> we're, not the, we're not the experts on this stuff. No, no, we're not. <laughs> so again, I, I I was actually really, I've listened to it a few times because like mm. taken back by uh, because again I was expecting something entirely different, light, lights and demons and and, and choirs and <laughs> <laughs> trumpets down yeah. and angels singing. That's it. Uh, but yeah, this is a good, solid, thrashy hard rock album. And mm. uh, again, if you're a fan of anything from. Uh, you know, anything from, it's like I said, Judas Priest to, to, to Ultra Bridge and Hailstorm, then you're a fan of something on here. Um, a unisonic opening track is my highlight. I don't think that's a mm-hmm. um, Yeah, eight and a half out of ten again, which I mean feels a little bit low to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, this is a really, really solid album. Yeah. No, well, this was a bit of a surprise packet for me as well, to be honest. Um, this is another band that I have reviewed in the past, but not this album. Um, this was honestly a lot better and a lot more interesting than I went into this expecting it to be. That 
melodic heavy rock that crosses over into that metal kind of territory. So what you were talking about with the Judas Priest kind of stuff, that resonates <laughs> with me as well. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> what have you got Stop. going on there? Yeah. I feel like you're trying to set something up there. But I'm not sure where you're going with it all. Um, I'm just scrolling down to the next part of it. Ah, okay, cool, cool. I think it's for, for uh, uh, what this album showed to me was it's funny how certain bits of chemistry never quite go away. And yeah. so when people click, I think they're always going to click. So, you know, Kiski and Hanson working together had that earlier Halloween feel crossed over but also grown on and that chemistry worked from the start right from the album like the track unisonic that was your highlight it's one of mine as well the start of this album right from the beginning you know it's just on and away you go i just love the chemistry you could feel it straight away uh, i love the melody and how it plays over the riffs on this it's got great energy some pretty damn hooks as well which is a bit of a surprise on it and it's got that typical european feel which has that little bit of pop in it but it's done really well with the energy and the riffing. It's like, it's, you know, you say pop and it sounds like a dirty word, but it's not in this context because it's that earworm mentality that the European style always has with the balls to go under it kind of thing. Yeah, um, more of like a, like a Beatles pop rather than a... Yeah, something you yeah, can actually yeah. respect. Just, you know, chord progressions and a tune. Yeah, and that's all it needs to be, just good hooks that stay in your head and, and have you singing along in no time. I thought the mix was nice and solid. Everything sat really nicely on this. I liked the warmth in the bass, but also the synth was just enough of a spark without being overbearing at all. The t- guitar tones were fucking amazing on this too. Um, from overdriven to clean, this sounded beautiful. Uh, the drums are just right in the mix as well. Not a lot of tricks, but it's just really well done with all the right depth and space applied to it. I thought the lyrics were brilliant on this one. There was some really good storytelling along with the composition. Um, and that means that there's not a dud track on this record for mine um there are different things here that will appeal to different tastes but the diversity on here is what makes this sort of easy to get into it's also not tiring listening in any way i thought the flow was really good the gear change was done just right um it's easy on casual listens but it's also really rewarding on the deep dives when you do sit in and do the headphone mix or the or the loudspeaker in the room mix this has a bit of everything on it and it's a good surprising sort of a listen in that regard has it a little touch of everything, including a little moment that's sort of a bit Queen inspired too. So, you know, you get just about everything. So we've talked about, you know, the thrashy stuff to the pre stuff, but there was a track in the middle of this. Um, I forget which one, maybe King for a Day it might be, where it's a bit of a Queenish yeah. kind of a track. Um, yeah. Everything fit really well. It was nice drama used on the record. All the performances were fantastic on this as well. And I liked how this had more of that uplifting kind of fun feel. It wasn't one of those, you know, there are somber moments on this, but there was enough tongue in cheek to make it fun at the same time. This wasn't like you're sitting there. It wasn't an angry record. It was heavy. It was punchy, but it was energetic and uplifting kind of a thing, which is nice in the current yeah. going through at the moment. So it was a bit of a refreshing kind of a listen in a lot of respects. Um, not a huge amount of lead guitar work, but when it is done on this, it's very well done and, and breaks up the listen very nicely to very refreshing. Everything on, on this is about serving the songs. And as a consequence, that serves the album really nice. I've done a really good job with all of those things here. So well done to them. Long story short, if you like it riffy and melodic with a nice mix of grunt and sparkle combined with great performances, this is for you. I really grew to love this more and more as i listened to it i wanted to go back to it again when i was done like this is one of those ones where it will drag you back for more for sure uh nine out of ten for me uh unisonic like you i also picked i've tried and king for a day 
So we both really enjoyed that one, which is, it'd be funny, like Dave in particular, I know he liked the Master Plan album. He just wouldn't, wasn't able to join us tonight. I would love to get his take on both these albums because it'd be yeah. really interesting to get him to, to give us some feedback on that one. But without any further ado, hopefully I'm getting it right this time. It came through this time. Yep. <laughs> time for uh, the main event of the evening, which I added this one on as a last minute thing for us both uh, when it came time to realize we were shifting this one to being the, uh, the, the, what, the midweek kind of a... Yeah, midweek show. The midweek show, yes. Um, so we knew we needed to add something more current to it, and so we're going to go Blue Oyster Cult. The symbol remains as our main event of the evening. This is 14 tracks for 61 minutes. The 15th studio album from the, from the American band released October 2020 via Frontiers. Produced by band members Eric Bloom, uh, Buck Dharma, and Richie Castellano. Now, this is the band's first studio album since 2001, so it's a long time between drinks, almost 20 years. Over to you. Okay, so... This will be interesting. I've gone into this. Yep. Uh, I'll be freely admit, I don't think I've ever listened to Blue Oyster Cult. They're not high on our rotation here in general. I've, um, I know that riff in that song. Uh, don't Fear the Reaper? That's the one. <laughs> That's the one they're most known No, actually, for. actually, is it Don't Fear the Reaper? No, the uh, the, the instrumental one. Oh. I, I, That's the fact on the that sentence. I can't name it, yeah. I was saying, I know the chorus of Don't Fear the Reaper because I remember um, I watched a concert where the Red Hot Chili Peppers covered it and I reckon, oh, that's a cover because I've seen that title. <laughs> um, people make fun of the Cowbell and Christopher yeah. Walken and all that. Metallica mm-hmm. did a cover of a Blues to Cold song. Astronomy, maybe? Is that them? Yeah, one of them. I think that's, yeah. that's what I know. Yep. So I've got no idea what to expect going into mm-hmm. this. Be a surprise and, for you. Yeah, look, t- to be honest with you, I'm, I'm assuming, right, that this is an album for Blue Oyster Cult. I would think so, yeah. At this point in time, um, I'm not trying well, to... I don't, think I don't think they're particularly fussed on, you know, making new fans and doing... They were on the record before making this album saying it was more beneficial and more enjoyable for them to go out on tour and do the stuff they've done as opposed to make a new album. They just yeah, which, yeah, which is, you know, great for them and... Yeah, from from that perspective, great. Um, but for me, like, it was like, because I didn't know what to expect. So I'm, I'm hearing that riff in my head that the raw heard, that fuzzy guitar tone. Mm-hmm. And then th- this album comes on, and, like, it's songs that, like, I can imagine my grandparents listening to. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> like, it's that kind of, it's like, imagine, like, that 50s rock and roll yeah. with modern recording. That's yeah, that's fair. Enough. And it's like, and, and but the thing is, when you think of like fifties rock and roll, it's always that very dense, fuzzy guitar tone, and that yeah. you know that little rich keyboard thing. Yeah, they just discovered the overdrive, and the drummers are still jazz drummers, so they like yep. there's very little snare and a lot of cymbals and all that. Yep. But it's done. It's like that, but done in a modern way. So you've got more a more of a modern style of drumming, a more of a yep. modern style of recording. A lot more air, but composition-wise, very fifties rock and roll. Yeah, and like it, it completely took me by surprise because <laughs> I'm hearing that you know, wherever it goes. Yeah, like what? Oh my god! This was 
this was a wild ride. <laughs> this is so fun for me because you're the youngest of us at the moment. So this is this is where it's fun for me to get your take on it. This was a wild ride, and and, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing. So like, like you know, like so rock and roll is at a point now, you know, where you know, again, it's being the youngest one, you know. Yep. Um, when I grew up, you know, rock didn't dominate the charts. No. Not even close. So we still had rock bands, mm. but obviously we listened to a lot of older stuff. And of course we listened to, you know, there was a lot of Beatles and Stones because, you know, that's what, I, yep. that's what we had access to. And The classics. Um, right. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's interesting to listen to this and, and, and hear that that, that that stuff still works. Yep. Because, like, when I first listened to this, I was thinking, like, you know, I'm going to rip this to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> the more I listen to it, the more I listen to it, and it's just like I can't hate this. There's something it's infectious. There's something incredibly childlike. Like, I wanted to compare it to the Wiggles, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but think about what I'm saying when I say that. Like <sighs> originally, when I thought of it, it was an insult. But yeah, what it is, it's like man, I learned how to play drums playing the Wiggles yeah. when I was four years old. Yep, and that's what it's something so incredibly infectious about these old dudes mm-hmm. just reverting back to their childhood and going, "Now, nah, fuck it." Yep, and, and, and it comes through on the record. Yep, and and, it, and and I cannot fault it. I, I think it's something so incredibly beautiful and sweet about it. Beautiful, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, true. Uh, Train true is my highlight. Uh, Lenny. Okay, song. cool. Yeah, because the rockabilly um, one. Yeah, and it went in a completely different direction of what I was going for, and it just stuck stuck in my head. Yep. Uh, yeah, eight and a half out of ten. Again, I can't I can't give it a high score because I mean, yeah, like, but, but again, I was expecting to rip this to shreds, and this is just so beautifully infectious. It's fantastic. Cool. Got to, that, that's not the where I thought this would go because this is, like you said, it's very very old school. Um, I'm the same as you, not listen to a lot from this band. I wasn't sure where it was going to go, but being a little more familiar with them, it didn't surprise me where it did go as much as it probably took you by surprise. But that said, this is a fucking wild ride, and this is not Don't Fear the Reaper. Um, this is a pretty diverse record. This is, you know, you've got it down. It's, it's the bunch of older guys just doing what they want. And they've, they've gone on the record of saying, you know, it was the band themselves right now are too good a, a sound and too good performers, too good a writers to not have a record with this lineup. It's a different lineup to the classic lineup. They wanted to get something with these guys on record. And I think that's good as well. Like the mentality. And you know what? Like as a, as a, as a guy who's playing in a band, like I, I, I understand that. And that's what yeah. I think is so wonderfully pure about it. Yeah. And you that's know, the just, thing. No expectation. It's what, we all get, it's what we all get into. We don't get into yeah. music to be rock stars. We get into music because we like playing music. And that's what's exactly. so beautiful about this. Yeah. Like the last album in 2001 did poorly. They they fully, they they said it's going to cost us more than it's worth to do a record. It's got to be, you know, what they actually want to do. They're not doing it to make any money out of it because they wanted to get something for themselves down. Part of their, their legacy, I guess, is what you'd put it down to. And I think they've done a really good job with it. Um, this goes anywhere from sort of rock to hard rock all the way through to sort of almost metal and almost rockabilly. Um, it's got a bit of a modern deep purple, but a bit of classic Alice Cooper in there at the same time. It's got a bit of everything. It's really well written, really matured songs. This is like, you know, you get the the 
bottle of scotch or, or good whiskey that's been sitting in the barrel for you know 12 years and these are the songs that have been steeping in those in those barrels for a while and they've pulled them out and gone okay well, it's time it's time now to put these ones down i thought that they've they're really good it's it, they're mature songs but they're fresh at the same time and i love the lyrics as well great storytelling in this has a knack of staying with you like i think that tim's testament to that is better than mine um this will draw you back to it as well uh not the heaviest thing by far but it's a solid thing where they've got the retro side that but they've kept it refreshing and it's not it's like the new meets old kind of thing no huge hooks but it's all very memorable too uh great use of of like accents in the production and the writing in this the tonal shifts the backing vocals the subtle things that come through his ear candy but they keep the whole thing interesting as a listen. It's a longer listen, but time flies by. I didn't feel like this was an hour listen to sit down and go through it at all. Um, I thought the mix was great. Not a lot of tricks apart from just having a good balanced mix, but it was very well done. I liked how the top, middle and bottom end all sounded great. Nothing competed for your attention on this. This was so well mixed. And for the band members to mix it themselves is saying something too. Like they, they've really taken the very mature approach to this and it just shows it's just classy. I think that's a good way to put it. It's classy. Um, album flow was great. The hour flies by, like I said. They're great performances across the board. Um, no matter what the instrument is on, well, Nala is using jet propulsion to get herself going out of the chair. Um, I don't I know. She doesn't fall again. Oh, man. That was... <laughs> She's 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 getting old, and so she's getting a bit gassy. But that was one of her better ones. Um, <laughs> there's just enough flash on this record to show you their chops, but not enough that it becomes a distraction to the songs. Everything here serves the songs, even the use of harmonies, all that sort of stuff was really well done. All in all, this is a cool, diverse listen. That's a well-rounded product overall. It's not going to be for everyone, but at the same time, there is something here that is for everyone. If that makes sense, like not the whole record is for everyone, but there's pretty much a song on this that's going to impress every single person out there in some way shape or form uh it's really talented really well done i want to dig a bit deeper into this band after this i feel like i've overlooked something with this after listening to this record if the rest of the stuff's like this that will then wow this is classic music like you were saying the 50s and maybe the 60s brought into today this is very very well done i feel like classic rock at all this is for you i gave it eight and a half out of ten as well you know it's not the most original thing in the world out there but it's fucking well done uh i picked stand and fight the alchemist and edge of the world just quickly, yeah. You know what? 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 what so often you see these old bands um, do these albums, right? And you can not to say that it's for money, but you can hear people don't like each other. Yeah, exactly. And it comes through, and you can yeah. see these bands. I mean, I, I they always go back to them. I saw Oasis like three months before they broke up. Yeah, you can, and you tell. can see that, that that band hated each other. Yep. And even, you know, like, again, I saw BDI twice. Oh, no, sorry, BDI once, or Noel twice. Yep. BDI once, and even then, which was the same band, just without Noel Gallagher. Yep. They didn't like each other either. Yep. And you saw, and then I saw Liam Gallagher at Festival Hall, and it was like this dude had been liberated. Yeah. Yep. And he was back to, you know, I'm just doing what I want. And what this compares me, what I would compare this to is, do you remember... Um, the American Johnny Cash recordings. Yeah. Where it was just this 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 guy at the end of his career, just content with his life, just going, yep. yeah, here yep. it is. Here's, 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 here's what I want to do. And uh, I'm enjoying doing it. And if you want to come along for the ride, then come along for the ride. And that's what I compare. This is so amazingly pure. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's art for the sake of doing art. Yeah. 
not for any other purpose apart from this is who we are. And yeah. I, I think that gets lost along the way for a lot of people out there. Um, I really do think that. Gets, Just like I watched the, I watched, I watched, if you have, I watched the same thing, I watched the, the Keith Richards under the influence stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And like, again, you know, whatever you want to say about the Rolling Stones or whatnot. You put Keith Richards in his solo band with Steve Jordan in a room. It's like, man, these two dudes just love playing together. Yeah. And that's all it is. Yep. It's the same same thing with this. Yeah. And that warmth yeah. was not only captured in the in the mix, but also just in the way the songs come across. Like this feels like a, a it's, you know, it's the it's the warm blanket and a cup of soup on a cold winter day kind of thing. It's it's a really comfortable take you in kind of a listen and that sounds softer than it actually is because it's actually got a fair bit of balls about this record which was a surprise as well um yeah but it just feels comfortable but it's all very well placed it's all yeah. very well it's all very well placed very well thought it's everybody thinking okay how can we make the best song yeah and it's no ego there's no ego in this no. and that's the refreshing part about it for mine too i think there was no no one's got to have this or that or whatever else. It was just, that's why I liked my analogy of, you know, you get the songs that have sat in the barrel of Oak for however long and yeah. it's come out well seasoned. And, you know, that was what it thought of to me. It was like opening up a really good bottle of whiskey and taking in all yeah. the flavors and, and not dumping it full of Coke, which is the ego of the individual. You know, you just take the whole thing as it's yeah. meant to be enjoyed. It's smooth as fuck is how this goes down for as much as not even any real serious ballads on there per se. You get some slower tracks, but nothing that's, you know, that obligatory, we're trying for a radio single kind of, none of that. Just they did what they wanted. And no. that's why this album comes across so cool too, because it's so... <laughs> They cover this breadth and expanse of, you know, abilities and styles. And, you know, you can tell they're old school heads and they've got a bit of prog in there too and that sort of stuff. And, but none of it's standoffish or overbearing. It's really warm and inviting. So this is one of the ones, yeah, I reckon uh, in this day and it's age, worth like, a listen. it is. And I think in this day and age where, especially in this year where everything's going to be so overlooked, this is one of those albums where I think more people should check out this one because it's, well, I haven't heard anything like it this year. It's a unique. No, not in a long time. And yeah, I haven't. Because there, pl- there are plenty of bands doing a throwback sound. Yeah. Right. But nobody's. But, 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 but we're, all, we're all doing a throwback sound with the memory of yeah. what we think it should sound like. Whereas these guys have sort of unintentionally done it. Yeah. And they and because they were there, like, you know. Yeah. Um, it's. it's yeah, it's very. But cool. this doesn't feel deliberate. This doesn't feel deliberate. No, that's it. Yeah, it's not like Blues Pills going. Okay, we're going to write a fifties blues album. Yeah, exactly. This is Blue Oyster Cult going. We're going to make a Blue Oyster Cult album. That's it. And I mean, for a band that's been around for so long as well, it's only the fifteenth album. Where a lot of other bands from the same era have done a lot more than that. So they haven't gone. And like I said, it's nearly twenty years between records for these guys. So it, I think the the approach of it's just doing it for them for their sake has really come through in this. And it's actually really rewarding for the listener too, not just for the musicians. I think it's yeah. really for the listener. I think it's one of those ones where it's a, it's a surprise pack that'll go down. I think it is one of those ones that will keep you coming back later on as time goes on. I think this is one I will revisit in the years to come and go, this is cool. It's a good, it's also a good palate cleanser. It's one of those ones yeah. that gone between and it just breaks your cycle up and you can go back to something else afterward kind of thing too and it's one of those ones that's easy on the casual and easy on the deep listen too so 
very well done. I, I can't give it like a nine or a 10 out of 10 kind of thing, but I was, it's, it's one of those ones where you got to respect the work they put into it though. It's really well done. And I would love, because I know this one from my mind, when you look at, you know, social media posts and, stuff and, and keeping up with things the way we do this, this album hasn't gotten a fucking mention anywhere. No, very few people are talking about it. I'd like to get some of our viewers or listeners but, to check this out. More people talking about the train wreck of six feet under than this. Yeah, exactly. And, and at the end of the day, it's the car crash, and yeah. it's terrible. Whereas this is fantastic. I'd like for and some I'm of our... that as well. Sorry, and I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah. I would like to get more of our audience yeah. to check this album out and give us their thoughts. I would like to get some feedback on this particular record out of this episode because I think it's worth checking out and see what people think of it. It's one of those refreshing ones. It's like, you know what? Cool. Some old school dudes doing it the right way because they know how to do it and because they're doing it for themselves as opposed to trying to make the next big thing. They're just doing it because they can. It's in their DNA. It's organic for these guys. And that's the cool thing about it. Glad we both liked it. I, actually, the four reviews have gone pretty well overall, which is yes. And we covered a fair bit of diversity in this too. Believe it or not, for all the, for all the there's a fair bit. Of, yeah, when you go through these records, there's a bit going on. Well, this is very different to uh, War Tooth. Yeah, very, very different. We sort of went from War Tooth to the different spectrums in between, and we've ended up with this, which is this is cool. I'm really I'm glad that these ones went as well as they did. It's been fun. Um. But again, yeah. before we start to wrap things up, our details are in the description of this. So whether you're watching or listening or however you're consuming this, then please do check out our details, follow us on all of our social media platforms, like, subscribe, follow, all that sort of stuff. You know what to do by now. Everyone knows what they're doing in that regard. So please do do that for our pages. Um, and also, if you can, please check out our Patreon page. If there's anything there that catches your attention, it doesn't cost much. And there's all sorts of things in there from giveaways through to one-to-one Zoom sessions to doing reviews that you request as well. So let us know uh, if you can get on there and, and give us any support that'd be fantastic uh while we're talking about support thank you to our wonderful amazing sponsors yet again in squidding screen printing alt cult and rockstar finance please do again find their links in the description and uh check out their socials as well and follow them to show them a bit of love for the support they give us here at thrs remember we're also on television we're not just on your audio or video platforms now uh well we have we're actually on tv before we did this sort of stuff <laughs> so 10 30 on saturday nights on channel 31 in melbourne and geelong and 10 30 on thursday nights in adelaide on channel 44 check us out there and remember our upcoming special very soon now to do this one is for halloween and this year we're doing a focus on the band halloween which is fitting because it'll be theoretically released on halloween night itself Next time around when we get together, we're pretty sure that Tim and I are doing it. We'll see who else is going to join us next time around. But here's what we're going to do, Tim. So here's news for you as well. We're going to do Avatar, Gamma Ray, yep. Trivium, and Private Function. That's what we're working on. Uh, we're also got, hopefully, if we can make it line up, a little special something with Jimmy coming into the works as well. We're just trying to find a time to lock him down because it's very hard to get a hold of is Jimmy. Um, but, yeah, that's what we're working on, and that's what's coming up in the very near future. Now, hopefully everything's still working right. So now it's time for... <laughs> Hey! 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 I got it right this time It didn't fuck up like last time <laughs> oh. Alright so Over to you Ben What's in your mind for the bin This time around uh, So my bin is the Australian media But not for the reason that you think mm-hmm. My bin Is the Australian media for using The euphemism Close personal relationship <laughs> yes it's it's a 
We all know what we're talking about. Yep. Yep. You don't need the euphemism. No. Uh, the only thing that like comes from is a legal framework about not sharing finances. Yeah, it's, it's no, but you can say you don't. You don't have to go into great detail. Trust me. Everyone, but, you, but you can say they're having an affair. Yeah, or they were. Don't need. To, yeah. Yep. They were involved in a. A uh, romantic partnership. Yeah, whatever. Not uh, they were involved in a close personal relationship. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> that's that's um the old school parochialism coming out, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's, uh, it's like it's like it's like flight deck. Because <laughs> nobody wants to say cockpit. Uh, yep, yep. I just yeah, that's it's very very silly. That whole story is remarkable. Um, it is remarkable. Um, yeah. <laughs> For those who are not following along, it's Australian yeah, close, close person. Yeah, yeah, close personal relationship you can get in the bed. Yeah, no, there's no need for that. We're a bit beyond that now. Um, I think we can get uh, past the the kitty gloves when it comes to these sorts of descriptions. They had an they had a private closed session as a part of the testimony today, so I'm sure they got the juicy bits out and that, which will never be, or in theory, never be known to us out in the public. But apparently, it was published. So, yeah, I'm not keen. I'm not keen on the juicy bits. I want to know the corruption yeah, bits. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't want too much info. I just want to know where the corruption went, not not the rest of the stuff. I don't give a. And that's the thing too about the 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 journalist side of that argument about they're all complaining about the love life. No one gives a fuck. The audience don't actually care about the love life. The audience care about where the money was involved in this relationship. Not no one yes. cares who was boning who. No one cares. We're beyond that these days. No one gives a shit anymore. At the end of the day, look, at the end of the day, they're two adults. They can do whatever they want. And at the same time as that, it's not surprising. It's, 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 whether, or not, it's whether or not it's whether or not there was public money involved. Well, yeah, I was going to say that when people, we all know that workplaces tend to be where most romances start because you tend to be in the same social and general circle as each other. And so well, at the end of the day, you're, at the end of the day, you're at work more than you are at home. Exactly. So it's not surprising so that's, that shit happens. That's human. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It's a, what I find most odd about this whole thing is how we ripped the absolute bejesus out of Steve Smith, the Australian cricket captain, for doing the exact same thing where he walked by and said, I don't want to know about that. She said the yeah. same thing about millions of dollars in kickbacks. So <laughs> for an elected official that's the premier of a state, that's kind of important. You know, if we're, if we're going to tear apart a yeah. cricket captain... A cricket captain for sandpa- for ignoring someone sandpapering a ball. I think we need to do the same thing here if we're going to have him. Yeah, that ties into my bin in general. Um, the media, but also the entire liberal national mob, and any of the pure antagonists we have at the moment. Us here in Victoria. Whether you are in the LNP, whether you're in the media, whether you're a business, that fucking business dude, fuck him too, um, or you're a media personality or whatever else have you, if you are there in the business of punching down at Victoria right now, fuck you. Fuck you. And I hope that a lot of people out there watching and listening or uh, alongside us in Victoria will not forget this when it comes time to have your say down the line because... Fuck them all, as far as I'm concerned. They can all get in the bin. I've had enough of them <laughs> this week in particular. It's been remarkable. You you saw the story about the business owner, didn't you? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Not surprising. He's 
best well, players. Every nut job's kind of covering. Sorry. And every nut job covering them. Yes, and how they're glorifying it as well, especially when they're out of state, like certain media personalities are. Just fuck off. Stay in your own lane. I don't use that saying very often, but they can. Oh, I don't, here's the thing, too. It's coming entirely from the federal government. Mm, it's all. I'm like, I know, we're going, we're doing, we've got TV in Adelaide. Yeah. And, like, with regards to this COVID situation, like, I got friends in Adelaide, and Adelaide is, you know, Adelaide is what should be the gold standard. Yeah. Not New South Wales. Wales. No. It's Adelaide. And. Even WA. Yeah. And. You know, we've gotten more um, empathy from those places because they know that had we not been so strict, chances are I would have spread there. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, the federal government, you know, tried doing their best to scapegoat us for their own poor popularity. Well, and their own fuck-ups too because the, day, the responsibilities that have come through this and where most of the deaths are have come from direct lines of federal responsibility too. Um, yeah. And the, the flip side to all that is just how, if not for luck, a lot of other places have been in the same situation as us. And if you look at what's happening in Europe and the US where they have opened up and for that to be obvious in front of them, there's 100,000 cases a day in the in, across Europe as we do this today. And the, the fact that that's not eye-opening to say, okay, just make sure you get under control before you open up. No, we've got to open up now as opposed to just... No, no, there's not, as again, as unfortunate as it sounds, there are limited hospital beds. And that's the reality of it. And Victoria is different. To no, you can't. Unfortunately, we can't. There's not a hospital bed for everybody. And if it gets no. too much, then that's what we want to avoid. And that's the biggest problem. And I don't, I think the, the attitude of certain cir- circles of society where money is more important than life, where we've proven when required, the government can just hand out money and not care, then. It's all a, a, a misnomer anyway for mine. It's, it's a bunch of nonsense. So nip that in the bud. Let's actually work together and stop kicking people when they're down. That'd be nice. And like I said, I hope the rest of us that are here living it will remember this down the line too. But it's not just you and I, unfortunately. We'll see how it plays out as, as time progresses on. Um, fun and games in that regard, I'm sure. But um, unless there's anything else you want to add while we're here or are you? No, no, I'm pretty good. You're pretty good? All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll see each other very, very soon for our next session, which means you'll all be seeing us again very, very soon as well. Uh, thank you for taking the time to do this with me tonight, Tim. And thank yeah, no you problem. to all of you out there for taking the time to enjoy our antics here. As well, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure you give us your feedback. It's always welcome. Uh, but we'll see you again very, very soon. Until then, I'm Andrew. I'm Tim. As always, drink up. Drink. Rock on. Just you and I today. It's all right. Yep. There we go. Relatively painless. Yeah. <laughs>
So Sunday this week? Yeah, Sunday, because it's Jody's birthday on Saturday. So, yeah, I'm not going to be doing it on, <laughs> on Jody's birthday. Um, no, don't do that. That'd be a bad idea. That's a very bad idea. Not going to happen. <laughs> no, we've got the present <laughs> out. We're going to get the um, get the cake tomorrow and do that sort of stuff. <laughs>